We're going to switch things up a little bit today. Is that okay? Sorry, two weeks in a row. You can have a seat for a minute. These guys are going to stay up because we're about to worship more, which I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> um, youth, junior high and, and senior high, you can uh, head out. Awesome. Give it up for the youth. Josh and Michaela Sparrow holding it down with the youth. Come on, you guys can do better than that. That's our future, man. That's our future. Um, I, I don't know. I just felt to switch things up. Because <laughs> um, we're in a new season. Um, I don't know about you, but I, I just am... I, I'm wrecked in the best kind of way. It just seems like my time with God has changed so much. Um, and the things that he's speaking to me about are so different. Like this week, he, he challenged me to dream smaller. <laughs> like how counterintuitive, right? Um, but I, I just, I know there's some exciting things coming out, coming up and coming out. Um, but in Luke chapter 5, Jesus says this, no one tears a patch from a new garment and sews it on an old one. If he does, he will have torn the new garment and the patch from the new will not match the old, therefore wasting both garments. And no one pours new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the new wine will burst the skins. The wine will run out and the wineskins will be ruined. No new wine must be poured into new wineskins. And no one after drinking old wine wants the new, for he says the old is better. Bah humbug. Um, I just know that God's making new wineskins out of us. Because he wants to pour new wine into us. And I'm sorry if that language is um, a bit spiritual for you. But I just pray that the Holy Spirit would lead you into truth in that. And that you would go on the journey of becoming a new wineskin. Um, something new, something fresh that God can pour all that he wants to do into you and through you. Um, but I'm just going to speak briefly um, on, on the subject of faith, and then we're going to worship more because I, I just know that um, what I just felt God kept speaking to me about was faith is really about His faithfulness. Faith is really about His faithfulness, and we're going to look at that just briefly. But before we do, when, I, when I'm talking about a new season, things changing and shifting and, and us just being flexible, um, this past week has been really cool. And, and just a heads up, next Sunday, uh, April 15th, we're going to have Lou Engel with us on Sunday morning. Um, yeah, which is really exciting. If you don't know Lou Engel, he's, he's led prayer movements across our nation. Um, he's packed out the, uh, the, the um, Washington, D.C. I think 200,000 people showed up to fast and pray in Washington, D.C. And a couple years ago, we attended Azusa Now, which was in the Coliseum in Los Angeles. Um, thousands of people praying and fasting and believing um, for an outpouring of God's spirit. And so he's coming into town for, I think, 10 days with his whole staff of 40. And uh, they're doing prayer in, in Santa Maria um, every day. And if you go on the Healing Rooms website, there, there'll be a calendar and some more info on that. But that all starts tomorrow. But the cool thing is we were actually supposed to have a different guest speaker next Sunday, um, my friend Lucas from Australia. And he, he's amazing. If you guys remember, he's got this really cool testimony uh, he had drug-induced psychosis, and God freed him. And um, 
But something just in a matter of like an hour, I was talking to Rick Taylor, and some things fell through with Lucas, and some things fell up for um, what Lou was up to. And so um, we're, I just know God's shifting things. He's changing things. He's making new wineskins out of us to uh, make us available for all that he's doing. Amen? Amen. Um, which I'm excited, and uh, it's very scary being this flexible, if I can be completely honest. Um, and uh, just a little update on our little, our little Paisley. Thank you guys for praying. Um, we have never felt more loved and held by a family before. And uh, my prayer is that each person that walks into this building and calls this church their home would experience the same sort of embrace. Because um, it, it, it's phenomenal. It, it is phenomenal. The texts and the calls and the support, the prayer um, that we've been receiving is, is just through the roof. We just feel humbled and, and so blessed. And uh, today, we're going to head up to Stanford. She got um, uh, transferred uh, to Stanford to talk to the liver transplant team. So tomorrow, all day, keep us in prayer uh, from 8 a.m. till about 4 p.m. We have meeting after meeting after meeting with uh, the liver transplant team and evaluations and things. And so we, we I, I believe, we believe that God's going to perform a miracle at Stanford tomorrow. Um, I'm fully expectant of that. I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> um, there's so much to that, the prophetic stuff that's come out for San Francisco and that we would, woo, <laughs> that, that we would plant a church in San Francisco and Paisley's name means church and we're going to San Francisco and who knows, woo, I really wasn't feeling emotional this morning, I was feeling a lot different than last week, <laughs> did anyone go find a normal Easter service after this Easter service last week? <laughs> Did anyone? No, cool. Good. <laughs> it was definitely different, wasn't it? Um, but hey, we're, we're really glad you're here, and we will get to giving and announcements and all that at the end, but I just felt to switch it up a little bit. In Luke 18, if you have your Bibles, we don't have the Bible in the sky at the moment. In Luke 18, verse 1, Jesus says this, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. For some time, he refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. <laughs> what an honest man. <laughs> And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth, Jesus is not telling this parable to attribute our God to an unjust judge. I just want you to know that. This isn't a comparison whatsoever. This is a revealing of saying, hey, if this unjust man is willing to give, how much more is our generous, loving God willing to answer to your every beckoning call? Right? If a father who's evil knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more our heavenly father? 
is willing to give gifts to those who ask. When he asks for bread, he will not give you a stone, right? Matthew 7. And so Jesus isn't saying God is an unjust judge and you must wail and weep and, 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 and you better, better, better be careful in the way that you bring your case before this unjust judge because he might just not have it that day. Jesus is not saying that whatsoever. He's saying if this unjust judge is willing to answer the cry of a widow, then how much more will our loving father respond to the cry of his people? And in that, I have so much hope. And, and Jesus ends that by saying, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith in the earth? And that just stirred me so much this week. Will he find faith on the earth? Will he find faith in Equipper's church? Will he find faith in your home? Will he find faith in your marriage? Will he find faith in your business? Will he find faith in fill in the blank, whatever that may be for your life? And he says, however, and so if you can go on this thought with me, there's a Widow asking a judge for something, which is transactional. There's a transaction, which sometimes I can limit my faith to a transactional thing. God, I need something, and so I have faith to believe you for it. And that's all fine. That's good. But I, he separates the thought by saying, however, when the Son of God Son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? And, and I think faith is so much more than transaction. I think faith is so much more than crying out when you need him the most. And I'm, I'm, I'm just going to quickly go to Hebrews. Oh, my Bible's falling apart. Sorry. Oh, it's just the table of contents. I haven't quite graduated from that yet, so I will need that. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to look it up. No shame. There's a lot of books, man. <laughs> if anyone next to you is judging you for looking up a passage, tell them to find a new church. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 11, this is uh, what some might call the hall of faith. The hall of faith says this, Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was visible. And it goes on and it talks about a long list of exploits and accomplishments of those in days gone by that had accomplished by faith. And this morning what I, I, I want to lean into and I, what I want God to reveal to our hearts is that Faith and really greatness isn't really about our faith, but it's about his faithfulness. It's not necessarily always about our contending. It's about him being ready to act on behalf of his people. And I, I think there's a rest that we can find in just knowing that God is so faithful and he's ready to act on behalf of his people. And these people weren't commended for the things they did. You realize that? It doesn't say that these people were commended because they did great things. It says they were commended because of their faith. They, they, they were commended because when they woke up on a Monday morning, they had faith. They just believed that God was faithful and he was going to accomplish what he said he was going to accomplish. I don't, actually, I know by reading that these people were not born knowing that they would build arcs, that they would have descendants more numerous than the stars, that they would be kings of nations 
and lead nations out of slavery. But what they were commended for is that day after day after day, they had faith. They were faithful. And in this season, in this time that we're in, I just felt God reassuring us of his faithfulness. Of his faithfulness. And it goes on in verse 21. It continues on through. I I would recommend reading this. It's, It's incredibly encouraging. This resume of what God has accomplished through these people with their faith. And verse 21, it says, By faith, Jacob, when he was dying, blessed each of Joseph's sons and worshipped as he leaned on the top of his staff. So he is worshipping when he was dying. And we're about to worship, but I promise you no one's dying. Well, we all are dying, but it's another subject. <laughs> and so here, here's Jacob. At the, at the end of his life, and um, the, the thing about these staffs, the staff that he was leaning on, is, is staffs were inherited, they were passed on, and so the staff that Jacob was leaning on at the end of his life was actually the staff that Abraham would have carried, and so Abraham has this family, this nomadic family that God calls into the unknown, and he gives them a child when they're in old age, and then and then, then he goes on this journey of willing to give up his child. And, and then they go into unknown lands and unknown nations. And God is faithful. And he is faithful. And he's faithful. And he's faithful. But the thing about the staff that Abraham would have been carrying all along is that they would have etched into the staff um, pictures and images. And, and they must have been great woodworkers because he would have etched into this staff all the times, starting from the bottom, where God had been faithful. God had been faithful to give me a son. God had been faithful to lead my family. God provided when I didn't think he was going to. And, and, and so Abraham has this resume of God's faithfulness on this staff. And so he has a son, and he would have passed that staff to Isaac. And now Isaac goes on a journey. And now Isaac begins to fill up the staff with the testimonies of what God had accomplished. And he etches in this staff all that God had accomplished on his behalf. He, he, he makes a testimony of God's faithfulness in the staff. And so then Isaac, he passes it on. And here's Jacob. And Jacob has this staff, and it had been etched for generations. And now Jacob etches in the staff how God had been faithful. And at the end of his life, he leans on the staff, and he reflects on the faithfulness of God, and it causes him to worship. Man, I hope that's my testimony. He reflects on the faithfulness of God, and it causes him to worship. And this morning, before we continue, I, I, I wanted to take a moment with our team to reflect on the faithfulness of God, and I hope that it causes us to worship. And I was reminded of this story. I told it a while back, and when I told it last time, I didn't get arrested, so I can tell it again. Um, and some of you may know the story. Um, it's one of my greatest life accomplishments. I, I, I mean that, hands down, like... It's, I've etched it in my staff of maybe cool things that I've done. Um, and so my, my cousin Josh and I, my best friend, the, the man we just entrusted our youth to in the other room, um, we had this idea to climb Moro Rock. Um, we, we just wanted to do it. We looked at that rock one day and we thought, man, how cool would it be to be on top of that rock? Um, and we were a little bit younger, not much younger, but a little bit younger. And, um, and so the thing about Climbing more rock, it's incredibly illegal. It's a felony. <laughs> and, um, but to us, that was no obstacle to accomplish our goals. And so 
the thing about it is you, you had to do this at nighttime. I'm sorry, is there, there's a few kids in the room. Just earmuffs for a moment. Um, you had to do this at nighttime because it was so illegal. And so Josh called me one night. I was already in bed. It was a school night. And uh, he called me. He said, hey, man, it's a full moon. I think it was around 11 o'clock at night. Um, I think this is our shot. This is our window to climb Morro Rock. And so we loaded up into his Jeep, and we drove up to Morro Bay. And we, we got out, and, and we started climbing. We started climbing, and little did we know that Morro Rock is a bird sanctuary, which is why it's so illegal. And there's got to be at least 15 million birds that live on Morro Rock, and they don't like people. And, and so we start climbing Morro Rock, and the birds start circling, like an apocalyptic sort of scenario. And they're circling, and they're circling, and they're circling, and, 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 a, and a police car drives down the road because he notices the commotion, so we hide in the bushes, and and, and then there's a, a boat in the water who notices the commotion, and, and, and the boat, it's a big fishing boat, so he's got a massive spotlight, and he starts shining it up on, on Morro Rock, and we're, we're hiding in the bushes on the side of this cliff. And um, we didn't get caught, and we kept climbing. And so uh, we climb, we climb, we climb, and we pay no attention to the route we took to get up Morro Rock. Disregarded the path up. And, and so we get to the top, we take some photos, and we, we leave our mark by stacking some rocks and stuff so people know we've been there. And, um, and then we start to go back down, and we didn't take note of how we got up there, so it was a near-death experience getting back down. And so we'd hike down a little bit, and, and then it'd be sheer cliff, and so we'd go back up. And it took us maybe 30 minutes to get up, about two hours to get down. <laughs> and um, what I felt... God say, is it really important to remember how you got to where you are? <laughs> if I can say all that to say, it's really important to remember how you got to where you are. See, because our faith is not just so we can climb some holy hill. <laughs> Good. It's about his faithfulness on the way. It's about remembering the testimonies of when God provided then, and God brought the miracle then, and how he did whatever, fill in the blank for your own scenario. And that testimony, and those miracles, and that remembrance causes us to worship. And I think that's what faith is. N.T. Wright has this quote that faith is looking to God and trusting Him for everything. It's different than hope. Hope is looking at the future and trusting God for it. But faith is looking to God and trusting Him with everything. And that is worship. It's looking to God. Not transactionally, not just based on what you're faced with right now, not just based on what you're faced with tomorrow. It's looking at God and trusting Him with your past, your present, and with your future. That's faith. And, and, and really, I, I, I'm just realizing how closely faith and worship are connected. It's looking to the Father. It's looking to your good dad and trusting Him with everything. That's faith. And it's really more about how faithful He's been, how faithful he's going to be. 2 Timothy 2 verse 13 says that it's impossible for God to not be faithful. He, he can't go back on faithfulness because it would disown who he is. He's always been faithful. He's faithful, and he's going to be faithful. Amen? And would you, would you guys stand with me? We're just going to pray and, and worship a little bit longer. Would you 
pray with me? Lord, I thank you so much for your faithfulness. I thank you for your Holy Spirit. And right now, God, I just ask that you would minister to hearts and bring about a remembrance. Jesus, I, I, I thank you for leading us into all truth right now. And I just see each and every one of us leaning on this staff of remembrance. Leaning over and remembering and it causing us to worship. It causing us to exalt the name that saved us and sustains us. Can I just remind you that this is where your battles won? It's in trusting and leaning in to the faithfulness of God. Lean in. Come on, what are you petitioning the Father for? Lean in. Lean in. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. I love this thought. It says, the Bible doesn't spend much time attempting to prove God's existence on the basis of the extraordinary world we live in. Though it acknowledges that creation bears unspoken witness to its creator. Much more important is to hear the promise which the, this creator God makes to his people. A promise backed up with illustrations from the natural world in which the wonder and power of creation is present. As it were, to confirm that this God is capable of performing what he has promised. Sometimes we look at the stars in the sky and, and good, it's honorable, you know, people do entire series on how to prove God through the stars and you know, we look at trees and you know, the rings of trees and things and, you know, archaeological things. And that, that's great. You know, there's some fascinating things about God's creation. But the Bible doesn't really use those things to prove God. What the Bible does is use those things to prove God's faithfulness to you. For Abraham, he put the stars in the sky. <laughs> so his descendants would be more numerable than those. And for us, when we go and stand on the, the ocean, we're reminded of God's faithfulness and the way that the tide comes in and the tide goes out day after day after day. you got to remember that you are the center of God's creation. And everything is speaking unto God's faithfulness to you. Isn't that brilliant? I think it's beautiful. Is Eddie Velasquez here? Is he in the room? Eddie has a testimony. We're going to hear it. Give it up for Eddie Velasquez. You can, you can have a seat for one, one more moment. Eddie Velasquez. Speaking of, I, I just thought this was an awesome testimony of God's faithfulness. Bring it on. Yeah. Uh, thank you for the privilege to let me share this testimony real quick. Um, so 4-11-2017, I was on my way to church. And the Lord showed me this. We had been praying for the state. And the Lord showed me this word, uh, California. And the word love was in California. So I texted Beth and I said, hey, Beth, I just got a crazy word. And, and uh, you know, if anyone who knows Beth, and I'm sure you all know her, she was just an instant cheerleader and just went like, whoa, dude, no way. You got to do something. So after about a month, I didn't really... You know, I thought, somebody probably already has this word, so I didn't do anything about it. And then about a month later, she called me, and she said, there's something on this word. 
it's a God word, and you've you got you to gotta check into it. So, so I, I looked into it. Nobody had this word, so I applied for a trademark. And it was, it's been almost a year, so about halfway through, I just got really discouraged because they kept sending the application back. And it's, this is a perfect segue, everything we're talking about today about faith. And faith is, you should have faith until there's new. <laughs> you should have faith until there's nothing left. So you don't have a drop left. Anyway, so I felt like, um, so what I thought was, it's not meant to be, is what I said. And uh, I thought this was going to be easier. And the Lord just spoke to me and said, I didn't make you to be a quitter. <laughs> anyway. So I just kept, pers I just kept, I was persistent. And I said, you know what? If the Lord gave me this, it, it, it's going to work and it's going to happen. So uh, Monday morning, I got a letter in the mail. And this is a registered trademark now. It belongs to me. So, so I was just thinking up there with this, everything we're singing, everything we're talking about. This isn't what I did. It's what he did through me. So I just wanted to share that. It's awesome. Love you, Eddie. It turns out there's, there's four other companies using that at the moment. One of them uh, sells to, to Walmart. So it's kind of a big deal that he owns that trademark now. He left out that minor detail. <laughs> but um, I think that's so cool. And, and I... I I know that there are so many dreams and, and things that God's promised to people in these seats um, that are just waiting to come to fruition. And if there's anything that you could take home today is just don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. Remember that your God is a good God and he's waiting to act on behalf of his people. So don't give up. Don't give up. He's faithful. What he has promised, he is faithful to accomplish. Amen? Amen. And um, Yeah, if you have something creative... Um, tell somebody. I remember Eddie coming in to the office when he first got that and telling us about it and be, being so excited about it. And it made it that much sweeter when he came in on Monday, so excited, exuberant, bursting out of his socks. Um, because we had followed for an entire year, huh, the process of getting this, pat, this, this trademark. And so, man, bring some people along the journey with you, what you're believing for, what you're expecting of God to do in your life. And, it's amazing to watch it happen together. Amen? God is faithful. Um, so we, we kind of did our, our service in reverse. Um, and so now we're going to go back to the beginning. Um, I wanted to give a testimony about last week um, uh, when we raised money for Cambodia. You guys remember when we did that? Man, we, we, in that one service, in that one moment, we not only provided uh, a way for 30 pastors to make it to this conference... Um, we, there was also additional money on top of that that we were able to bless Cambodia with as well, which is, which is amazing. Your guys' generosity, your, your guys' generosity floors us constantly. Um, what we do goes far beyond this room, and uh, it's really exciting to be a part of it. My dad and my Uncle Mike are in Cambodia. They have not been arrested yet. Um, my, my Uncle Mike did break something. He was swinging on this um, swing in the ocean. And he was going for it, standing on it, of course, because it's boring to sit on a swing. And so he's swinging, and, and the whole thing just broke. And so those poor kids in Cambodia, we've got to take up another offering to build them a new swing set. 
because good old Uncle Mike broke it. <laughs> but um, things are going well down there, and I'm excited for all the testimonies that are coming. And um, We are going to, uh, it, it is in reverse order, but we are going to take an offering this morning uh, for our tithes and our offering for those of you who call Equippers your home. Um, this, is, this is your chance to give and just respond to God's generosity on, on your life. And if you're a guest, please kick your feet up. Uh, we hope you've been blessed today. We hope you continue to be blessed. We hope that your kids have a great time in kids' church and it's completely on us. And uh, we never want people to give out an obligation. Uh, that's not what it's about whatsoever. We just believe that God is really generous towards us and so we're generous towards others. It's uh, all about what God can get through us. And so we are excited and exuberant about passing the blessing right on through. And so, um, God, I thank you for your generous heart towards your people. I just ask today that you would let faith arise in us to trust you in every area. That in all our ways, we would acknowledge you. In all our ways, we would trust you, as the Proverbs said. And that includes our finances, our money. Lord, I just thank you that... There's no schemes attached. There's no get-rich-quick program, God. It's just trust, and it's just faith, and it's just one more month that you provide. And one more year that we look back, and man, he did it again. He surpassed my expectation again. And so, Lord, I thank you for the privilege of getting to live in that stream, in that life. In Jesus' name, amen. You turn